It is Brad and John, and we are together on Egbert Radio, E-G-G-B-U-R-T. Check it out, Egbert.com, and you can go right to the radio page and find out about what this radio station is turning into. After we get off the air at 8 o'clock, it is um, Armstrong and Getty from 8 to noon, noon to 3. It is Red State himself, Eric Erickson, and then from 3 to 6, it is Mark Lee Van Camp and Robinson. Very good show. I keep wanting to say Robinson, but it's just Mark Lee Van Camp and Robinson. And, and Scott Robinson is an interesting guy, um, uh, uh, John, because of the fact that um, there's three different um, generations there. There's a boomer, there's a Generation X, and there's a millennial. And Scott is the boomer who cheated death twice by having two fatal heart or near-fatal heart attacks within like a week. Wow. And was in, and was I didn't in, know that. Was in the hospital for like two months, and now he's like in really good shape. So anyway. It didn't, it didn't come from radio service, though, because if that were the case, you would have had, you know, a couple dozen heart attacks, Brad. Yes, no kidding. Okay. <laughs> I find it interesting that we are in, quote, unquote, old media, traditional media, whatever school, you know, you want to talk about old school kind of stuff. We're on the radio, Okay. Plus, in addition, John chops up the show and makes in- Instagram posts, and we will have a our own uh, our own podcast channel up hopefully soon. As I get around to it, but people have sort of said, "Eh, old media's old media's dead," right? Mm-hmm. An article yep. out of yesterday's Hollywood Reporter. Okay, the biggest TV audience so far, an entertainment show of 2023. On broadcast television, not on one of the cable channels, not on one of the streaming channels, but broadcast television. And here's a hint. It was on NBC. You'll never guess what it was. Ooh, uh, is it a show about murder? No, it's a special program that only airs once a year. Is it the Super Bowl? No, that's what I thought at first. Believe it or not, the 97th annual Thanksgiving Day Macy's Parade was seen by 28.5 million viewers. Wow. And earned a hefty 7.2 rating in the 18 to 49 demo. Now, once That's again, amazing. I know. Uh, up 6% from last year's parade. Also the highest rated entertainment program of the year in both categories across all broadcast and cable. It beat everything. Now, not including sports. Kick sports out of there. But as far as entertainment is concerned... Um, entertainment program of the year, beat all broadcast and cable shows. The Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. Now, is is part of that just based on legacy? Did everybody who's my age, who's 45 years old, grow up with their parents and their grandparents waking up on Thanksgiving and putting on Channel 5 and watching the parade? I, I, I don't know. I mean, it could be. I mean, it, the article goes on to say the record is part uh, particularly impressive at a time when even major live events have witnessed ratings erosion in, in recent years. And, for example, um, the World Series that we had with, you know, last, uh, you know, a little bit over a month ago was one of the lowest rated World Series in history. And I remember growing up way back when that the World Series was a big, 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 big deal, even when the Cardinals weren't in it. I mean, it was the World Series. Yeah, of course it was. Yeah, and now it's to the point where baseball, you know, baseball just doesn't have my – I've got three three sons, and they all played baseball, organized baseball, and I don't think they even give a rip about it anymore. I mean, we used to broadcast – on this station, we used to broadcast the River City Rascals yep. and, and, and O'Fallon, and – my two youngest sons got to the point where they didn't even want to go to the game anymore. They were like, oh, it's boring, Dad. I don't want to. I mean, I had, I had season tickets. We had, mm-hmm. you know, we sat, you know, 
two rows behind home plate or something like that. They didn't want to go. They had no well, interest in that whatsoever. I mean, when you look at the ratings for this year, though, every year it's generally affected by where the teams are from. So if you have Phoenix, Arizona, and you have Dallas, Texas, uh, you know, I mean, Dallas is obviously, a, or Arlington is, is a big city, but it's not like you have the Los Angeles Dodgers versus the New York Yankees. Yeah, but Phoenix and Dallas are both top 10 cities. I mean, okay, I, well, I, fair I mean, point. I mean, look at it that way. I mean, I, I, if you would say Milwaukee and, and Tampa Bay, and Tampa like Bay, that, yeah. yeah, I get that because they're not that, but I mean, I'm almost positive that the top 10, if you look okay. at metros, well, fair point. Yeah, D- Dallas point. has got to be way up, and so does Phoenix. I mean, I, I, well, let me look at this real quick. Let me see if I can find top 10 cities. By I know Dallas is a top 10. I'm pretty sure Phoenix is. And, and I should know the answer to this question because I'm a man. But do the River City Rascals still play? No, they're gone. Okay, um, I thought they were. Yeah, it's, it's. And that's now, what what is that, um, our buddy's field uh, out there, Car Shield? Who works for a Car Shield that we know? What's his name? <laughs> Mike Carter. You know Mike Carter. But yeah, sorry, um, it's, it just slipped my it slipped my mind for a second. But yeah, uh, Mike Carter's <laughs> car shield field uh, out there. And so, does anybody use that, or is that just used by college and high school teams now? Well, it's this is a running joke that Shelly and I used to use all the time. It's it's a team called the Hoots, H O O T S, which I call the Hooters. Uh, and oh, she nice. she gets mad at me. But what it is is it's it's one of these. It's it's sort of hard to explain, but it's I basically it's it's what they call college wooden bat baseball. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. it's it's sort of like I don't know. I mean, I've never been to a game before, and I run into the guy. I can't remember his name. The guy who's the general manager out there. You know, we used to do tons of advertising for the Rascals, and this guy won't spend a penny with me. You know, and it sort of bothers me to a certain extent. Uh, because, you know, once again, our advertising is very, very affordable. And he just, you know, just has no budget for us, as as does the city of O'Fallon. But that's a whole other story. So I, that, is it Rick? I just went to their Wikipedia. Either Rick DeStefani or David Schmoll. David Schmoll. Yeah, David okay. Schmoll. Yeah, he's a guy. Nice guy. You know, matter of fact, I've last couple times I've been to a Chamber of Commerce meeting, uh, had lunch. Matter of fact, I think both times he sat at my table. You know, a very, wow. very yeah. nice guy. Well, but- it, it's hard for these leagues, though, because they're not they're not affiliated with minor league baseball. So it's not like they have the, you know, the promotional backing that a real minor league team would have. And then, you know, uh, if they're a wooden bat league that are college prospects, it's, it's, it's going to be hard to get anybody but family and friends to, to, turn, out, to turn out without okay. marketing. I'm looking at the list here. Now, I'm, it's, it's hard to see this. New York's number one, Chicago number two, San Diego. No, that's not right. San Diego can't be number three. This is I don't n- know. They got a lot of immigration. No, no, that can't be right. I'll see if I can find a list. Let me see if I, um, top 10 broadcast markets. That's what we're usually looking at if we're talking about this top 10 because you're talking about top 10 broadcast markets, BR, top 10 TV markets. Let's look at that way. TV markets in in St. Louis or in United States, um, U.S. Okay, top 10 would be uh, number one. Yeah, here we go. Number one is New York. Number two, L.A. Number three, Chicago. Number four, Philadelphia. Number five, Dallas-Fort Worth. Six wow, is, there you six go. Six is Houston. Seven, Atlanta. Eight is Boston. Um, I'm trying to keep going here. The United States. It, it truncated a list on me. And then i got to go through 14 different menus. Edit without logging in. No, I don't want to edit the story. I'm going on Wikipedia. So I don't want to edit. Um, Phoenix is number 11. So I was wrong about that. No, but it's still that that's yeah. still a huge population. Right. So, so it wasn't population that affected the ratings. I yeah. wonder what it would be. Yeah, Dallas-Fort Worth was fifth, and Phoenix was 11th. And if you, what, what you're saying is 
in the World Series, there was no New York, no Chicago, no Philly, no Atlanta, no Boston, no D.C., no San Francisco, no uh, Detroit. Uh, you know, those are the the, the other big cities as yeah. far as is, is this concerned. Uh, we're not even in the top 20 anymore. We're now number 24, if you can believe that. We used to be, when I, I, first, when I first got in the I radio business. I think the population would be higher. I mean, as Brad pitched yesterday or the other day, the, the beauty of St. Louis City is because it's not a county, they, they don't have an additional marijuana tax. <laughs> but they should be running ads. Hey, <laughs> come to St. Louis City where you can buy your dope and you're not going to pay that extra 3% county tax like you do out in the county they or St. Charles County. all the help they need, Brad. <laughs> right, I guess. <laughs> Crazy stuff like that. Okay, one other thing for you to talk about this morning. <laughs> you're not going to believe. You're not going to believe the, this story, okay? Kim Kardashian, you ready for this? And I'm not I'm, making this I'm up. Ready. For people who are going to say he made this up, Kim Kardashian has a new undergarment that is selling out like crazy, okay? And it's an undergarment, specifically, it's a bra, okay? Okay. That, now, that's not the part that I identify <laughs> with Kim Kardashian, but go on. Now, part of it is the fact that not only is this a little bit controversial, but she's also pitching, is that, pitching it as a solution to global warming. Okay. Oh, well, of course it is. I hope it is. <laughs> now let's, and tell me, Brad, how does it help global warming? Well, glad you asked, John, because of the fact that the product, the bra, features a fake nipple. Oh. <laughs> so in other words, the bra has a nipple on it, and, and, and she says, I'm not making this up. This is a quote from her. This is why it's a solution to global warming. She says, quote, no matter how hot it is outside – the bra will make sure it looks like you're cold. Oh, beautiful. <laughs> First of all, that's incredibly deceptive. Uh, because, I mean, I know that the bra industry has a history since the Wonder Bra circa 1994. The bra industry has a history of uh, deception and making things look like uh, that might not be there, make it look like they are there. But I think... Um, you know, suggesting erectile tissue when there is none. I think that's quite deceptive. Well, the, I hope some consumer group looks into this. You can't buy these. They are sold out. I'm telling oh, you. Oh, drats. I, I'm telling you. Let me see if I can find if I can find the story on this. I, I, I saw this. Someone actually sent this to me yesterday. And I'm thinking to myself, once again, here, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to sneeze. Hold on a minute. Maybe I won't. Okay. The idea being is how can we frame global warming? How can we make it to the point where we can make a – and now here's the funny part of this. Think about it for a minute. She's concerned about global warming, but she's selling a product which has to be made in a factory, which yep. is using raw materials. You know, Absolutely. they're using they're using energy to transport the raw materials to the factory. They're using, you know, energy to, you know, manufacture the product at the factory. Then they're using energy to transport that product to all the locations, you know, to the distribution centers, and then it goes to all the stores or, or it goes to online where you buy it online and, and yes. Mr. Mr. Amazon shows up at your door in his vehicle that burns fossil fuels. And I'd love to see, to your point, Brad, I would love to see a supply chain graphic, an honest supply chain chain graphic that shows Kim Kardashian's bra manufacturing. Where does what's the mix of cotton and polyester? How are those materials sourced? Which Chinese polyester manufacturer um, is producing the polyester blend of this bra? Where is the underwire coming from? 
Her name of her collection is Skims. It released a new line of bras with eye-popping addition, built-in nipples protruding that will show through clothing. Quote, not your nipples, but no one needs to know. Kardashian's primary company posted on X. It has now been sold out online with women everywhere flocking to get a bite of the apple, some calling it a boob job bra. Quote, the description of the bra reads, the perfect fullness, enhanced shape, and authentic augmentation with a built-in uh. raised nipple detail for perky, braless look that makes a bold statement. Its padding gives a sexy, natural-looking fit and support. And, and get, here, here, here's a quote. When Car- no, this is this is from who's this from? This is from Fox News. When Kardashian announced the launch of the Perky product, she framed the fall nipple shock factor bra as a solution to global warming. And once again, that's what I said. No matter how hot it is outside, the bra will make you make sure it looks like you're cold. <laughs> it's wonder. I mean, so on one hand, you obviously give her credit because she's. Um, and I wonder if any of this is tongue-in-cheek, or is she, or, or is this like a, a straight-up pitch? No, she's making bucks off this. Oh, and there's a yeah. second, second line what she said. She said, unlike the icebergs, these aren't going anywhere. <laughs> oh, that's phenomenal. That, now, these quotes, which clearly are, are written by somebody, it's not like Kim Kardashian comes up with these. Uh, I mean, you know, the other thing is, in beautiful Missouri— and in and, and God's country, we're talking about Kim Kardashian's bras. I right. mean, so mission accomplished, you right. know? Here's, here's a review, a review on her website. Quote, my husband asked me if I got a boob job overnight. It pushes you up and makes you look like all the supermodels with that gorgeous look we all want. <laughs> well, it might make you look like some supermodels. You know, I mean, <laughs> lately the quote-unquote supermodels have been down to a lowest common denominator thanks to the woke agenda as well, but. Okay, that's here, probably a topic for a different. Here's here's another reviewer. This is all from her website. People satisfied customers. The bra definitely attracts attention and gives that chilled look. I catch them staring at the high beams a lot. LOL. <laughs> does this or does this not, Brad, highlight the fact <laughs> that you have to judge people, particularly women, on their behaviors and their actions rather than their words? I do, you so, know. in theory, uh, if an unattractive, creepy man were to look at a woman's I guess we could say nipples on the air, were to look at a woman's nipples through a bra, uh, that he would be classified as a creep and, um, you know, a lecher. However, if a high-value man notices the Kim Kardashian, uh, what's it called, shock factor bra, then, then, then clearly it's going to get a positive review. So, so the woman's determination of if something is sexist or lecherous depends on who the man is who's commenting. Well, I'm not trying to be a jerk when I say this, but it's like the woman who always wears a low-cut top with lots of cleavage sure. yeah. who complains that sh- that men are looking at her all the time. Guess yeah. what? <laughs> we are. And you know, yeah. You know. I mean, there's there's so many great memes, Brad, about you know women who go to the gym and then they complain about why guys are looking at them. And the meme has the number of <laughs> of outfits that the women wear and how they behave in the gym. So we, as men, it's on us to accept the inherent hypocrisy of these type of comments. So we also know you can get around this by being a high value man, as Chris Rock once said about Anita Hill. If Clarence Thomas looked like Denzel Washington, Anita Hill wouldn't have been complaining about anything. Well, the the whole thing to me is just one of those things where you you look at some of these things and you go like, okay, you know, say one thing and do another. You know what I mean? It's just one of those things. It's like it's like I don't quite get what's going on here, but you know what what do I know? Okay, it's time for us to wind the show down. Um, John takes some of the show and turns it into Instagram memes, uh, and I guess you'll be busy doing that today, right? 
I'll um, be handling that. Did you have an announcement earlier in the show? You said that you were going to say something. I don't know. I think I interrupted you with the top three things. It's Giving Tuesday today. Today is Giving Tuesday. Did oh, you know nice. This? Yeah, Giving. You're supposed to help charities out, and we've got a special ad package where you can buy it for your favorite charity. And, uh, matter of fact, if you need the information, call me at 314-280-8880. we got to get out of here. Say goodbye, John. We'll be back See tomorrow. See you later. See everybody on Hump Day. Is tomorrow a full day? We get a whole, whole hour out of you tomorrow? Absolutely. Of course you do. It's 7.59.